and welcome to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, Seinfeld podcast about our lovely secondary characters on the show Seinfeld. And each week, you're with a couple of Aussie blokes, and we get an episode and we talk about the secondary characters. And my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And this week, we're going to go on some public transport. We're going to take you on the subway. The subway. Yeah, and how good's that episode, man? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you were saying just before we recorded that, you know, it was really, really good. Yeah. We enjoyed it so much. Really good. Yeah. Uh, all four storylines are just amazingly fun. Yeah, and it's one of the few episodes where everyone seems to have, like, a main storyline. Yeah, that no one gets more screen time than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's divided equally. It's really good. It's and good. each is as strong as each other, and they're all different. Yeah, Really yeah. good writing. I was actually watching, uh, before we recorded today, uh, on YouTube, is the uh, the DVD um, extras and interviews mm-hmm. from, like, 2002 or something. Mm. And uh, there was a little five-minute interview with, uh, I think, the production designer or someone who worked on this episode, and they were talking about the, the subway set. Oh, right. Yeah. They How had did to, they do that? Yeah, so they, I think, whoever owned the rights to Seinfeld, like the company, I can't remember who it is, Sony maybe, whoever, they bought the subway from Disney or some other company. Apparently, it's like a you know, it's a set that's been used over and over and over again oh, in movies. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, yeah, and they 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 bought it because it was cheaper than than building their own. But they had to sort of customize it, um, and they were sort of explaining the technical aspects of it, where they had to put it on like rocking platforms or something. Oh right, to um, make, to give it that effect as if it's yeah, going through the subway. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, there were like vocal cues for the the extras who were just sitting on the subway to rock back and forth so it looks like they're moving with the motion nice and there was like six or eight um, like stagehands or dudes around just like rocking it back and forth it sounded very technical but when you watch it you just think you're watching people on a subway so yeah that's very clever that's yeah, a very really, good direction yeah and apparently mm. um, what I thought was funny is when after they were filming after they were done filming they transported it back to whoever owned it originally um, and when they were transporting it back it was on the back of a truck and the driver went under a under a bridge that was too low, so it completely destroyed oh, the, yeah, the set. What? So they had to rebuild it, um, you know, at their own cost. Yeah, of course. But he, he designed it, the, the guy who designed it and built it, designed it and built it sort of even better, as, as if they'd built it themselves, yeah, their so, own needs originally. Yeah, so in a way it was a blessing in disguise. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah really interesting, really cool. So the fact that it was... And they, they used the one subway set for, like, the one... Um, train cart set whatever yeah for each scene mm-hmm. and they just redressed everything so there's like new graffiti um you know new posters new extras so it looked like four separate subways and four separate ah, settings that's wicked really cool yeah yeah really so like cool. one small space created a whole episode and it feels like you're watching four individual people on four subways amazing we should put that on our facebook and twitter pages yeah uh, at Bask b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c and we also have instagram we can't really put that on instagram no the youtube link but we can do it for the others yeah yeah uh, and we also have a website bidwabask.com and an email bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com so get in touch if you want to get in touch yes and we're, we're on itunes as well so uh, we've got some episodes up there so if you want to listen from the start go ahead or if you want to start from episode 14 the subway be my guest work backwards do whatever you want exactly you're an adult listener so listen however you like or most of you are i imagine so (laughs) let's go into seinfeld news shall we yeah we should Okay, so in this week's episode of Seinfeld News, we've got three news items. Sorry, four. Three, four. four. And one of them was given by a listener. Yes. Yes. Um, Jeff. Oh, Jeffrey, yes. Our, yeah. our, one of our huge fans. So, hey, yeah. Jeffrey from so, the US. Yeah, cheers for the link. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, so uh, most of these news pieces are kind of similar in a way, um, but they're all deserving of their own separate things. First of all, um, TV. This is the link that that Jeffrey sent us. Yeah, I, I read the link as well. Likewise. Yeah. Uh, so TV Overmind, which is like a site, like a pop culture website. Mm, I think. Never heard of them. No. Mm. Um, they put out an article, the top five uh, characters who only appeared once on Seinfeld, which is you know ties in heavily to what we do. Yeah. Because a lot right. of our characters that we talk about are only in one or maybe two episodes. Yes. Yeah, so this was really mm. good to read and listen uh, and. Um, you know, sort of get their point of view on them. And these five that we're about to mention, we mm. might have them in future episodes. Yeah, we probably we, will. When we do eventually get to their episode. Yeah, and, yeah. and one we've actually done recently, so ah, last yeah. week. So from five, we've got the, the Jimmy. Um, well, Jimmy from the Jimmy, I should say. Jimmy's uh, down. Jimmy's down. And yeah, we covered that in episode 13. Last so week. Have a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a lovely ending by Mel Torme, who, yes. who uh, sung out, sung at the end. Made me smile. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. When you're smiling, 
That's the world smiles right. at you. Yep. So I was smiling, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't think anyone was smiling with me. If someone was, they would have been creeping outside of my window, and I just would have looked over, and they would have been smiling along with me. <laughs> that just the, would have been weird. Not the first time. No, that's true. I'm usually the person outside the window, so <laughs> it would have been like a bit of you know sort of weird reverse situation i don't know i'll go outside your window again <laughs> okay <laughs> that's how we met yeah that's right yeah no i didn't call the police i'm like hey man come on in i yeah i was like hey you want to do you want to do a bit of a basket yeah 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 <laughs> you know i'm like hey here's a here's a fellow weirdo let's do a podcast sweet <laughs> so number four was uh the doorman he doesn't have a name he's just called the doorman and yep. he is a uh character in the doorman and he was played by larry miller who you've seen in a lot of things yeah so yeah. a pretty well-known actor mm-hmm. uh number three was jason hankey he was in the apology mm-hmm. yeah he was a recovering alcoholic who gives george a very bad well what george sees is a very bad apology yes um and then he just loses his shit jason stanky hankey yeah yeah that's yep. it. Played by James Spader. Yeah, actor. yeah. That's mm. uh, that's right. I love James Spader so much. Me too. Yeah, he plays evil people so well. He's got such a maniacal mm. kind of evil quality about him. You should watch The Blacklist. He's very evil on that one too. Okay. Oh, he's I've not very evil, but Is he's... that the one where he's like a criminal and mm. he gives a list of like the super criminals to yeah. the FBI or whatever? that's right. Yeah, I think I've seen one or two episodes. Yeah, yeah it's fine. No, so. he's good in it though. But... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, number two was Brett. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. From the Czechs. Desperado. I know. Later, I, latest episode. Yeah, I love film. I love this episode so yeah, much. Me I, too. Because I I love the Eagles and I really like Desperado. So <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't go into a trance like he does. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, really good. And um, I like how Elaine's trying to you know like get in on the song and yeah. she's trying to like awkwardly suggest their own song. Yeah. And she's like, which a woman? <laughs> and he's just like, no. Nah. Like, just, nah. <laughs> what about in the credit scene where there's the uh, surgeon and he's about to perform surgery and then a song comes on? And yeah, he's in yeah. Trance and then the, the patient slowly dies. <laughs> it's like, beep, beep, do, 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 beep, 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 beep. And he's just in a trance. I like, know. I forgot the song. But yeah. Oh, that would not be good in real life. No. I like when, um, when uh, Elaine's trying to throw around song ideas with Jerry and um, I think Jerry says, oh, what about Witchy Woman? She's like, Witchy Woman? Which one's that? And, and then he sings it and she's like oh no no which a woman she like she thinks that that's how it's actually spelled. so good funny so their number one uh character is darren from the voice and that episode that's the episode where kramer um has kramerica industries oh, kramerica yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and darris <laughs> yeah. is uh darris darris assistant yeah he's yeah. uh his intern oh, nice. um yeah so that's a really good episode too so an interesting list um not not as many characters as you thought there would I, I guess I would expect most like magazines and stuff it's always like the soup Nazi you know like the most well-known ones yeah oh no but he wasn't in one episode that's he was true. in two that's true so you got yeah yeah a lot of the I think most of these guys or all of them weren't in the finale I that's think that's true. how they counted it they yeah, counted it true. where they weren't in the well finale, yeah that's so. the name of the the yeah. article so that would make sense perfect um and as we all know, Jerry's sort of doing a world stand-up tour. So a lot of this week's news is around that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's in he's in different countries doing stuff. Talk to us, Jerry. We yeah. want, want to talk to you. Yeah, so he did uh, an interview with a GQ. And um, just to, I, I read it. It was fun. It was a very like basic question and answer type interview. Um, you know, just throwing questions at him. Um, a couple of interesting points I thought worth mentioning. Um, he was asked if he regrets or would change naming the show after himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, definitely not. No, definitely not. Who would? Um, and funnily enough, and I really like this, he was asked who his favorite secondary character was. <gasps> um, or his, I think it was like minor character or whatever. Oh, no way. Yeah. We were meant to ask that bloody GQ. I know. With their money they stole and us. freaking... They're obviously listening to our to our podcast and stealing our ideas. I think someone in, in America is yep. stealing our idea, yeah. Yep. I think so. I think they beat us to it. Fuck you, GQ. Fuck you, GQ. No, they're fine. No, nah, they're cool. Yep. If you're listening from GQ, hey. Yeah, so was... You stole that question, we're a bit mad, but... Yeah, thanks. yeah. I'll still um talk about you on on, on Seinfeld News. Yeah. Who do you think their, their pick was? For... Oh, Jerry's? Yeah. I think the Super Nazi. Nope. No? Nope. Oh, Close-ish, uh, kind of. Oh, as in same we season? We talked about him recently in the last three episodes. Oh, man. I can't think back that far. Jeez. Uh, one of the parents? He's a medical professional. Oh, Watley? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's his favourite. Yeah. I think mostly because... We talked Brian. about him last week. Yeah. No, two weeks ago. No, the Jimmy. Last week. No, no. He's in... He's in the Jimmy. He is, too. But he's bad. in a couple of other episodes, too. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Getting confused. Oh, Watley's his favourite. Yeah, oh, I think wow. mostly because Brian Cranston, because he talked about Brian Cranston a lot. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. You know, which makes sense. He's we do this. When we do a Tim Watley episode, we'll talk about Brian Cranston for yeah. most of the time. Yeah, we'll anyway. be like, Tim who? What? Huh? Yeah. 
Tim Hooley? Huh? Malcolm's dad. Yeah, it would be like Walter what, White. What Timley? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Walter Watley. I love Walter Watley. Yeah, Walter Watley. <laughs> WW. Yeah, Tim. Tim. Tim Watley. Tim what? Huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So another Jerry-related um, news piece. He did a Q and A again. Another similar interview with um, CTV News, which is um, like a newspaper or news organization out of Calgary in uh, Canada. Because um, he's actually returning to the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival this year. It's his first appearance in 28 years. Oh, good one. Yeah, his last appearance was in 1989, just before Seinfeld came out. I think they were writing and developing Seinfeld Yeah, at the time. that's when the pilot came out in 89. Yeah, so... so Would have been around then. Yeah, yep. so he was well-known in the stand-up world, but, you know, it was before he crossed over. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, it's an interesting little interview. He talks about sort of his stand-up, how it's evolved, um, especially since uh, he last appeared at the festival... Um, he talked about Canadian comedy. Um, they talked a lot about different Canadian comedians that he's a fan of. Yeah. Um, and just a few more bits and pieces. So have a read of that if you want to you know, get into that. It's interesting. Nice. Another interview we did um, with The Independent, a UK um, news organization. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually did a uh, Jerry... Sorry, it wasn't an interview. My mistake. They did sort of a spotlight article or like a highlight article. Oh, okay. Like a feature article on him. Kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. not on him. Mm. It was about um, Comedian, which is a 2002 documentary about Jerry Seinfeld on the road. Oh, never. Oh, wow. I haven't yeah, seen that one. I, yeah. I think it, it wasn't a huge um, It was like documentary. independent, was it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about it. I haven't mm. seen it. I've heard about it, mm. um, you know, bits and pieces over the years. But it's a documentary film about him on the road doing a huge stand-up comedian tour. Yeah comedian comedy tour but it focuses <laughs> on thing yeah that's true but it focuses on um his support act i didn't catch his name and he he's like a nobody or he was at the time in 2002 yeah and it's him trying to deal with the fact that he's a nobody performing on the you know some of the biggest with, with jerry seinfeld with jerry seinfeld who's at the top and who was what? it i didn't catch oh, who it was it, okay. um and it's sort of a, it, apparently it shows a lot of footage of like jerry seinfeld trying to like like counsel him and yeah. you know, give him advice Try to mentor and, him yeah yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. it almost seems like um almost like he's sort of his therapist because you know <laughs> this was just such a head fuck that you know he's probably used to performing in like shitty comedy venues to 10 yeah. people to his friends and suddenly he's he's yeah he's with like five, two thousand people in a room five thousand people ten thousand twenty i mean this is in america where yeah you know, shows are even stadiums bigger. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah um and he and apparently he didn't get a good reception either so oh, that's wow. you know that added to the stress the head, the head fuckery of it oh it's nice that jerry helped him out yeah yeah that's yeah good. i think he's a you know because he, he was probably in that position himself so he probably saw a lot of his past in him um and apparently it's a really really good um documentary like it's a good portrait of you know a, a comedian on the road nice i'll check that out yeah yeah definitely good one and what's the last one man the last one it's kind of like a, a an addendum to um <laughs> something that we reported maybe four or five weeks ago okay um uh yayo which is a like a ride sharing aggregation oh that aggregator. was no, that was two weeks ago uh the trip was it yeah okay. you're the ride sharing service yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, the guy who played jay peterman john, yeah, john hurley yeah was, yeah was the spokesman yeah yeah so he yeah he released like a new promo video as part of his ongoing yeah, that's involvement it. yep and um, what's the follow-up to that one uh well in the first video he sort of talks about the ipo and he just craps on about corporate stuff you know trying to encourage investors this one is actually him trying to encourage um drivers to drive for the company okay yeah yeah so he's sort of I don't know. He's, he's basically just plugging Yayo, trying to encourage drivers. Mm. I think it had 610 views or something, and it's been up for about a week on YouTube. <laughs> so don't think they're reaching many potential no, drivers. I don't think so, no. I think most people are watching it just because he was on Seinfeld. <laughs> well, out of 610, even in, if they get like 30 or 40, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I guess so. If, if they do decide to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it for Seinfeld News this week. Excellent. Good work, Stephen. We're talking about the subway today, season three, episode thirteen. So thirtieth episode overall. Oh wow, thirtieth! Mm-hmm. There you go, and a cracking one too. What a Definitely. good way to yeah. celebrate the thirtieth episode ever mm. of the show. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. And you're on, but I don't want to be a secondary character. You realize, of course, you're naked. <laughs> naked, dressed. I don't see any difference. You ought to sit here. There's a difference. Got something against a naked body? I got something against yours. And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast where we concentrate and talk about these secondary characters from our much-beloved TV show, Seinfeld. Yes. And I'm Stephen, and, and I'm with... Ivan. Yeah. I cut you off again. I, I seem to have a habit of doing that. It's fine. Ah, oh, boy. It's not like you're cutting me off with rubbish. No, so anyway... You've usually I, got a good point. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what my problem is? What's your problem? I'm always interrupting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong podcast, Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Wrong show. <laughs> I always think got it's a, always got a sneaker Simpsons reference in. Yeah, I think it's another Melbourne Jew 
duo who does a podcast, a, a much bigger one than ours. Yeah, probably. Yeah, say that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we just stole their joke. Yeah, you know, four finger discount, dude. I like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <to> breathe no breath. <laughs> <laughs> bone, baby, bone storm or go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, season three, episode thirteen, the subway, written by Larry Charles and directed by Tom Sharones. Uh, this episode first aired on January eighth, nineteen ninety-two. What a good start to the year that would have been. That would have been fantastic. Happy New Year for 1992. Yep. Uh, the core four, uh, you know, the usual, Jerry, Elaine, George and Kramer, head off to their various destinations via the New York subway system. So Jerry, he heads off to Coney Island to retrieve his stolen car because uh, in episode 11, the alternate side, it got stolen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to jump into like an amusement park. He wants mm. to go there on the way. Yep. So that's his that's his bag. Two uh, birds, one stone. That's it. George heads off to a job interview. Elaine heads to a lesbian wedding, and uh, Kramer's off to court to court rather to pay some overdue fines, including one where he didn't have doors on his car. This <laughs> <laughs> is I love when George is looking at all the fines. Yeah. He's like, no doors. He's like, I'm fighting that. <laughs> How can you buy that? Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't like convince anyone that no, you actually had doors. Like a doorless car is a doorless car. Exactly. You know? Like you know, you can't like dis- you can dispute like a speedometer. Yeah. And be like, no, no, it's you know, it read wrong or it wasn't like synchronized correctly. It's like no door. Yeah, but no doors. It's, no. Perfect. So good. I know, right? So, um, so their their parents where they're going. So Jerry falls asleep on his train and he wakes to find a nudist or a naturalist, I mm. guess you'd say, played by Ernie Sabella, reading a newspaper to the disgust of other passengers. George befriends an enchanting lady passenger, credited as Scam Woman, played by a... Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect crediting there. Imagine that on your resume. Scam Woman. Scam Woman. So what else have you acted in? Uh, uh, scam Barbara, Woman. Barbara. Scam Woman. <laughs> Bar- I was a Scam Woman. Yeah. That's right, Barbara Stock. Yep. Hey, where's my shoes? <laughs> See you later. Eight dollars? <laughs> Eight dollars? I'm going to take these. Oh, my, that's my only suit. I got it from Mo Ginsburg. <laughs> George befriends... Oh, yeah, I said that. Uh, George is robbed of $8 and is clothed in a hotel room by her, therefore missing his interview. Elaine's train gets stuck due to... Con- I love how you shook your head at that. <laughs> Elaine's train gets stuck due to congestion, and as a result, she misses the wedding. While Kramer heads to a betting agency after hearing of a racehorse with 30 to 1 odds who's a good chance of winning, mm. he bets 600 bucks that there is court fees, Yeah, and he wins 18 grand. 18 grand. Yeah, 30 to 1. It. 30 to 1, yes. A thug chases him through the subway mm. to try and steal his money, but there is a cop disguised as a blind violinist. Yeah, who, an undercover cop. Yes, who... Cock? Cop. Cop. Shit. I, crap. An undercover cock. Cock. Yeah, I hope it's under. You know whose cock was an undercover? What? The um the nudist, the naturalist. Oh, what, it had newspaper. Out, out, well, yeah. He had a briefcase and newspaper there. Yeah, so. it was obfuscated, but it certainly wasn't undercover. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so... The, the homeless guy's um, violinist, and he's mm. uh, another cover cop, and he diffuses the whole situation. Yeah, arrests the thug, which is great. Free sucker. Hey, free sucker. I love that. Yeah, and I love how Kramer says he's not really blind. Yeah. Oh, no, was it George? One of them says, "Oh, he's yeah. not really blind." Mm. It's like, how do you, how do you pick that? But, yeah, then, like, but then the premonition was true. Yeah, mm. it's it's sort of um, I guess it's good writing where someone just throws out a line and you think, "What? That doesn't. <laughs> well, why is that even part of this script?" Yeah, and then it pays off at the end. It's really good. It makes no sense, but anyway. Yeah, and finally the gang meet at Monks and George arrives with nothing but a bed sheet to ask for Jerry to lend him his spare key to his apartment <laughs> and that's the episode yeah yeah so other secondary characters they include a lady who Elaine talks to on the subway played by Rhoda Geminani I think Geminani I think that's how you pronounce it okay I couldn't find her, yeah, her name so I found it um, and there were various characters on the a subway smattering, a smattering yeah. of characters that yeah. we'll, we'll touch on but speaking and non-speaking yeah mostly non-speaking yeah and yeah, a few trivia facts Stephen and you actually have some for this one too well you you say yours and then i'll i'll add i'll see what uh you know what i have that you don't oh not much by the sounds of it oh. julie louis dreyfus was visibly pregnant at the time of filming and uh, she covered her belly with the wedding gift she took on the subway yeah and she wore a large overcoat yeah to cover her uh, belly so, yeah there you go. it was kind of an anomaly because no one else was dressed in like a massive coat and you know, <laughs> it's like is it extra cold for you yeah but i don't yeah. think people really notice no, too much. no 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 i actually noticed when she's speaking to the lady mm. right you can actually see, like, on the side a bit of a bump. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can okay. notice, like, a second. There's right. Like a, there's, like, a bump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, it's barely noticeable. Yeah. It's like a second. Just pick it up. But you pick it up, I was picked it up, oh, yeah, yeah, she was pregnant. There you go. Yeah, right. Yeah, crazy. Another, uh, one mm. thing I thought, we'll take it in turns. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's take it in turns. It's all about equality. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing I thought was really funny um, right. is when, there's a scene when Kramer first sort of goes off for his own adventure. 
and he jumps on the subway cart and he's trying to find a seat mm-hmm. and you know he, he tries to sit in every seat but they all get taken just before he can get there and then he sits next to the fat guy yeah he takes yeah. up like three quarters of the seat I love how he tries to sort of like sort of push himself <laughs> sit in, in the between, gap yeah, yeah between yeah, yeah. The, the guy and the edge of the seat I love and he that kind too, of just, yeah. he's sort of just like stuck there hovering <laughs> almost and his legs are just hanging out yeah yeah, yeah. and the guy doesn't even move nah. he just sits there and just deals with it he loves it yeah um, he's probably like as Kramer tries to wedge himself in more he's more and more smug he's like no like the deeper you go the bigger the fuck you is that yeah. I'm taking two seats pretty much yeah um, I'm but, fat and I'm proud exactly own it buddy uh, so you don't even notice it and I had to watch it again to notice it oh what um, when he's trying to wedge himself between the, the guy and the seat right. there's an empty subway seat right behind it oh yeah, Kramer you know. yeah so he missed out on that. Well, that wouldn't have been as funny if he sat down in on an empty seat. I know, seat. you know, I know. Maybe but he was so upset by everyone, by all the commotion, he just thought, oh, there's the next seat. It was fight or flight response. Yeah. And he just jumped in the seat. Yeah. Even though it was only covered like one of his butt cheeks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that that's based on, the, you know, the, the idea of this being funny is based on Kramer sort of thinking normally, but he wouldn't. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What have you got? I have. So Kramer bets on a horse named Papanik. That's the 30 to 1 horse. Yeah. Uh, it's named after the show's key grip, uh, Pete G. Papanikolas. Ah. Yeah, they named it after him. That's cool. Papanik. A nice little, uh, you know, I don't know. That's fun. Yeah, it is. I like that. Yes. Mm. Now, what have I got? So, I've already talked about the same subway Oh, car. you have? Okay. Apparently, in 2013, NYC and Company, which is New York City's official tourism organization. Oh, Official. 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 Named this episode the most New Yorkiest episode of the series. Ah. And I guess that makes sense because they mentioned Coney Island, it's on the subway, there's a whole bunch of other New Yorky stuff that happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they mentioned the train lines as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently they're, they're all accurate train lines. Oh, they are. Yes, yeah. I actually have. Um, so for Coney Island, the nearest subway on Coney Island is in Stillwell Avenue. Okay. And you can either catch the D, the F, the N, or the Q. Mm. And in at the start of the episode, Coney Island, because Kramer thinks he knows all the transit system. Yeah. He says you can well, take... he seems to have a really good knowledge of it. He seems to, yeah. But he just sort of over overthinks it all. He does. He's like, you can take the B or the F and switch for the N at Broadway Lafayette. Yet, or you can go over the bridge to DeKalb and catch the Q to Atlantic Avenue, then switch to the IRT 2345, but don't get on the G. And then uh, Elaine just sort of yeah. simplifies it and says, can't you just take the D straight there? Yeah, and he's like, well, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> these days it would just be like, you know, fuck it, I'll get an Uber. Yeah. I'm not going to remember all these letters. Exactly, but in Stillwell Avenue on Coney Island, you can catch the D, the F, the N, or the Q. Okay. From there. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't have any immediate need to ride New York subway system, but, um, but you're already stressing me out and confusing me just by stating all these numbers. Or if you're the listener in New York right now and you're like, I want to go to Cody Island, mm, there that's you what go. you catch. So we're, we're a Seinfeld podcast and a, you know, a PSA as well. Yeah, we are. A, well, a PS, I should a say. A PS. You know, Not a New POS. No, no. <laughs> well... <laughs> my, <laughs> my other trivia. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, piece of shit. No. Nah, you're, um, you're, you're a good man. Oh, what were you going to say? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, it just came to mind. If mm. uh, if the episode's depiction of riding the subway system is accurate, if you're a New Yorker mm-hmm. or if you've lived there or if you've been there, um, let us know. Is it accurate? It's kind of like know? Melbourne, though. You know, yeah. people standing up and yeah. trains, oh, no, no, trains conking like out, the vibe, and just like it's full oh. of like colourful, weird people. And we get that here too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But you know, if this felt like you're right back riding the New York subway system, let us know. Nice. That'd be fun. Thank you. Yeah, you should. Let us know. Uh, now, uh, another bit of trivia, Stephen, which I actually I thought of this myself. Which was like what George says. He says at the start of the episode that when lesbians look at him, they think that's why they're not heterosexual. Mm-hmm. It's revealed in the season four episode, The Smelly Car, that two of his previous girlfriends, Susan and Allison, turned to lesbianism after mm. breaking up with him. Yeah. So this was like a premonition of what happens in season four. Yeah. Yeah. That would, uh, I don't know, that would reinforce a deep insecurity he already has, wouldn't it? That would, that but. Would- I found it interesting. Like he just—it was just a, a runaway line, it just, yeah. just, just just cutaway line. It's mm. like, oh, when lesbians look at me, they think that's that's why they're not heterosexual. Yeah, but it's like shit. That happened twice to him mm. later on, Susan and Allison. Well, maybe when they were sort of um, you know throwing ideas around about future episodes, like at that time, you know, maybe they were trying to draw inspiration from the past, and mm. you know, they they revisited this script or rewatched the episode, and they're like, hey, like that, we can work with that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the idea of. You know, we can actually show that in an episode where, you know, George dates a sort of a, you know, a seemingly heterosexual woman and then they break up and she, you know, switches teams, as Jerry says. Yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah. It was just that, that line, like, since we did the smelly car for mm. episode four, yep. like, just listening to that line, I thought, hang on, this is like at least a year and a half before the smelly yeah. car. Yeah. It's like, 
Shit. Yeah, well, that wow. kind of makes sense as well because I know Larry David is a stickler for sort of continuation. continuity. Continuity. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I learned recently is uh, I think it's the suicide the episode where um that's a later season three one i think it's two or three episodes after this. yeah and that's yeah. that's um newman's like first uh credited episode but he's off screen you just hear his voice where he's threatening to jump he's voiced by larry david exactly yeah, but yeah. um if you rewatch it now it's actually been revoiced by wayne knight yeah you know, there you go, it, yeah. yeah so when when wayne knight got the part um larry david chatted to him and said hey like you know i like continue i like things to be consistent yeah. i want you to re-record um the lines in your voice so if mm. you rewatch it now actually Wayne Knight. So, it's like what they're doing with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. You know, they try and make it all sort of like fit flush. in together. Yeah, yeah like yeah. all those little details link up together. So it doesn't surprise sense. me. I, that that to me sounds like something Larry David would do. Like, oh, Jerry, uh, you know, George said this thing last yeah. season. We kind of need to make it come true. Yeah. You know, so it all links up. There you go. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the subway. Is it one of your favourites? I think for this one, it's top 10, 15. Oh, maybe oh. top 15 for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah it yeah. would probably be yeah at least top twenty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I okay. just I just love any episode where um, it's not in Jerry's apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like where those they ones. yeah exactly not just because it's exciting or you know creates new sort of opportunities for humor, mm. but I just like anything that does something a bit different. Yeah. You know, so anytime yeah. they take a little risk and go against what sitcoms are doing, which are normally like in houses or restaurants or the same setting over and over again. Yeah. It's always it's always just interesting. It's engaging. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely top twenty I'd say. Nice. Now let's talk about a naked man. Okay. <laughs> Not the one that you're probably thinking of, but he's credited as naked man. Okay. In some way. Who who in the subway. Yeah. What one am I thinking of? Oh, I don't know. I, okay. no, you probably, when I said, let's talk about naked. I'm not naked. sitting across from you imagining you're naked, Ivan. Oh, Sorry to disappoint you. Fine. I'll put my clothes back on. Like, if you want to be naked, that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'll accept whatever you want to do. But I do. Know, I'm, I, not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not like projecting nudity onto you. I do the podcast nude. Okay. I'll confess it. That's fine. So. Yeah. It's challenging a lot, but I'm, I, I'm a better person for it. And so is Ivan, so that's good. Yeah, I have yeah. a newspaper and a briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know where my bits are. And you talk about the Mets, the Yankees. The Yankees, yeah, yeah. yeah. And their chances of uh, winning this season. Exactly. So this guy is actually called Naked Man. That's how he's credited. Yep. Uh, played by Ernie Sabella, he voiced Pumbaa in The Lion King. I couldn't no, believe it. I know. When, he was ta- when I read, I, I watched the episode, then read that. And then uh, watched a few cl- clips from The Lion King on YouTube. And that's his and voice, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I just imagined him in the studio naked yeah, yeah. with the newspaper, like, recording Pumper's lines. Yeah, because this came out before The Lion King. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you mean when he's recording The yeah, Lion yeah, King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's actually a nudist in real life. Come on. Come on. And so the, the movement of being, like, naked all the time or with no clothes, it's known as nudism or naturalism. Hmm. So you could say he's a naturalist. Yeah. A naked man. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a variety of movements uh, of there's varieties in the movement rather. Um, they include private nudity, mm-hmm. social nudity. So you know, nude beaches, colonies, and, and stuff. colonies. Yep. Yeah. So I think with this gentleman, he's probably part of that. Yeah. Or he, because he says he's not ashamed of his body, mm. and Jerry says you should be. Yeah, that's, that's a the bit problem. Mean, I think. Yeah, I think that's very harsh. Um, I think with him, he's probably. You know, he, he's privately naked and then he's publicly naked. Yeah. I don't think he's kind of reached the point where he's met with other nudists or naturalists. Okay. I think just, he's, he's kind just of... trying to, like, figure out his own boundaries, maybe? I think so, too. Yeah. And he's going against convention by taking his clothes off. Yeah. Some way. Yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, I didn't think of him as a, um, like, a practicing nudist. I don't... Naturalist. No, no. I, I didn't picture that either. It felt like, because he's, you know, when you first see him, he's sitting across from Jerry and he's sort of shaking his head as Jerry's falling asleep. Um, you know, on his way to Coney Island and he looks a bit frustrated, like, oh, another guy on the subway falling asleep, like, how annoying. Mm. And then Jerry wakes up and he's just all of a sudden naked. Yeah, and, and all, I love how all the passengers are at the other end of the carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's good. Um, I sort of thought of him as, like, for some reason in that moment, and it was just a coincidence that Jerry was there, that he reached a point where he just sort of had, like, a like an, like an epiphany or something, and he was like, fuck it, I don't want to wear clothes anymore. I'm sick of, like... You know, like almost like a, not a mental breakdown, but just like a... Just a once-off thing. Just a once-off, like I'm sick of wearing clothes. I don't want to give in to, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, uh, I want to go against societal conventions and norms. I'm just going to get naked. I'm just going to act impulsively. Ah, right. I don't know, just like an impulsive decision to almost like a fuck you or something. So, I don't know. Yeah, so you think he just did that as a once-off? No, I, I think it probably led to led more to of that it. stuff. Right. But that was just in that moment, for some reason, he reached that point where he was like, I'm done. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sick of... <laughs> I'm sick of wearing clothes for whatever reason. Do you think Jerry falling asleep did it? That triggered him? Yeah. Maybe it could have been a coincidence or it could have been inspired by Jerry falling asleep. I don't know. Oh that's my God. that's 
just what I thought because it was just so sudden from being clothed to non-clothed from yeah. one scene to the next. Wow, You know, it just felt like he just went, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm done wearing clothes. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be free. Yeah. And I don't want to be clothed. So yeah. I'm not going to be clothed. Because even when he's clothed at the start of the scene, he's dressed in like a trench coat and he's got like a briefcase and a newspaper. So you yeah, can say he he's like a businessman. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure he works in some corporate environment. Yeah. Corporate environment, yeah. And he clearly has no body image issues. No. Because he says he doesn't care what people think of him. Yeah. that's, so that's he's got no, Which is great. Really good, you know. Just not on a subway. I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, private nudity might be the better option. I think for not yeah. social. No, oh, well, unless if it's within like the boundaries of like a nude beach or something. Yeah, you know, if yeah. if any, if everyone else is naked, fine, get naked. But yeah. you know, if there's kids around or you know, not everyone wants to see everyone else naked. No, so, you know, just pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, that's all I had on him. So, okay. did you have any other things? Um, just that he knows a lot about baseball. He's yeah. obviously a big Mets fan. Massive I imagined fan, him. Yeah. I imagined him trying to get naked at a stadium. How that would go? You know, yeah. if he went to a home game, and you know, he was he was wearing like Mets gear, and then he had the same same sort of epiphany, and he's like, no, nah, I'm sick of wearing Mets gear. I'm gonna get it all off. <laughs> what do you reckon if he's how like how the crowd would react? I don't think they would just sort of stand away. I think there would be probably some violence. Or if he was the mascot and he took all of his, <laughs> he took his suit off. He was like, "Hey, people, look at me! I'm Pumba." Uh, I'd go to a base. I'd go to a base. I don't really care about baseball, but I would go to a baseball game to see him. if the mascot was a you know a large hairy a large hairy naked man. You know, <laughs> just like wouldn't that be a sight to see? Wouldn't that be just fun? I don't oh, know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's so too I, too many balls on the field as there is. Uh, I can't. No more, thanks. Mm, <laughs> you didn't hit that one out of the park. Either. Oh, sorry, nah. Foul. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's all I had. Just yeah. that he knows a lot about baseball. It was a pleasure doing business with you, George. But I'm afraid I'm gonna have to get going. Get going? But uh, we haven't really, you know. Uh... Eight dollars. Eight dollars. What are you doing? You're robbing me? I wasted my whole morning on you for eight dollars. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm taking your clothes. No, 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 that's my only suit. It cost me three hundred fifty dollars. I got it at Mo Ginsburg. Next one is Scam Woman. So mm-hmm. that's that's what she's actually credited as. Uh, played by Barbara Stock, she appeared in the TV show Dallas for twenty two episodes. Yeah. Uh, she played Liz Adams slash Heather Wilson. I don't know. I don't know how that came to being. Is that two separate characters? I don't know. I don't or maybe know. she was called Liz and became Heather. I don't know. I don't know the story of Maybe Dallas. she was a scammer in that show and she had like an alternative <sighs> personality. Maybe. Like an alter ego. I maybe. Know. I mean, all I know about Dallas is who shot JR. Okay. You know, that's where who shot Mr. Burns came from. Oh, right. From Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it was like a whole mystery because obviously they didn't have internet back yeah. then. So, you know, there was an episode where JR's like the main, he's like an all tycoon. Right. Of like the main part of the family or something and he's like a greedy, greedy dude. Okay. And he gets shot, mm. but he's like Mr. Burns. He's like oh. a, a greedy foil, like tycoon. Yep. Yeah. And then it, they set it up like who shot Mr. Burns, where everyone's a suspect, so, so you don't like know who it is. Mystery yeah. Kind of and then you had to wait like a week to find out who the killer is. Oh, and then no. they tell you like at the end of the next episode. It's like one of those things. So that's that's, that's where who shot Mr. Burns came from, from right. Dallas. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Everyone just gets so fed up with him that they want him dead. Oh, yeah. No. So everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Because everyone's got a, a reason to, a motive. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's where he came from. I, I'd yeah. heard of the show, but I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I think for me, for Scam Woman, we'll just call her Scam Woman. Yep. Uh, she appears SW. to be... Yes. Not SJW. <laughs> no. <laughs> she appears to be a, a career criminal. I think she has done this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know. She's a seasoned scammer. And I think she may have gone to jail a few times in the past. Yep. You know, obviously for maybe petty things, maybe two years here, three years there. Yeah. You know. Um, but I think she finds joy in robbing people who because she seems to target people of high social status and wealth yeah. you know because when she meets up with George mm. she goes oh you're looking for jobs so yeah. that's kind of like her probing question that's her Cause, angle because if he said oh I'm looking for a job she's like oh okay that's fine and she'd walk off yeah. like, there's no point robbing him yeah. but because he George he's because he's such a pathological liar yep. and he has to seem better than he actually is yep. that goes against him and he gets robbed of eight dollars yeah and his suit <laughs> I never thought of George getting. I felt sorry for George in this episode because I felt it too. Not just robbed, but humiliated. Yeah. Um. But I. But I, nev- I never saw it. Him. Yeah, I never saw it as this sort of come up and just come fucking up people over. Exactly. He um, finally came back to him. Yeah. Hmm. Good on your scam, lady. Yeah. Good on your scam, New lady. Rule. But too bad he didn't learn from the experience. Oh no 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 no. no, he, no there's no hugging, no learning on the show anyway. No, exactly. Yeah. So that would go against the uh, you know one of the tenets of the show. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was trying to think where she. I reckon she rides the subway a lot. You know. Okay. What to, trying to find rich guys. Yeah. Yeah. To, I reckon to that's rob. her. You know, that's her sort of um, working grounds. I guess that's yeah. where she. You know, she gets a lot of her victims from. Yeah. Yeah. And. Not yeah. the bus. 
<laughs> yeah, just various forms of public transport. I reckon she would hang out like at Wall Street or something a lot, you know, to look for maybe in bars and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, to, you know, scam to look for, guys. Yeah, especially if they're a bit drunk, you know, they're easy to manipulate. They're easy, they're more suggestive, maybe. Do you reckon she's part of like a criminal syndicate? Yeah, like maybe there's be. like fifty of them working like that, like fifty women, mm. or maybe there's like a bunch, you know, because I've heard of stories, especially I think in Eastern Europe and stuff and other countries where there'll be like a group of like four or five people. One of them's a woman. Mm. The woman will pursue someone at a bar or nightclub or whatever they'll take them back and then they're trying to you know they're about to get into whatever they're going to get into and the four guys come in and rob him yeah 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 i guess so Do you reckon could, it's like that kind of thing yeah she could be sort of bait for a bigger bigger con or a bigger yeah. scam sometimes yeah maybe she works for a syndicate but also works independently as well maybe just maybe to practice her craft yeah she's definitely know. a career criminal like it, yeah it, it's obviously it's not her first time she's no. done it for yeah. a long time that wasn't just a in the moment I'm just going to rob this guy no, it was no very way. well rehearsed oh yeah and you sort of see her sizing him up as well like looking at what he's reading exactly and sort of trying to figure out you know will this pay off yeah um, it doesn't she made a mistake but um, <laughs> eight dollars eight dollars eight dollars <laughs> I spent the afternoon with you for eight dollars I'm surprised George had eight bucks in his wallet I'm surprised too yeah um, yeah I mean she's yeah I pretty much agree I yeah. reckon she's a master scammer master con artist yeah do you, reckon um, she, do you reckon she got jailed again? I'm uh, sure. I'm sure no. she got caught. No? No, I don't... Because for George to pursue, like, you know, to, to report to the police would mean that he sort of have to eat a big slice of humble pie. Yeah, I reckon gotcha. he's, too, he's too, you know, he's too Georgie to, you know, to sort of be honest with himself. Like, I got majorly fucked over <laughs> by a very smart, you know, manipulative person. Yeah, yeah. And you know he just he doesn't want to admit that to him. It's it's easier for him to be in denial and sort of pretend it didn't happen, except maybe you know Elaine Kramer and Jerry. Right. He probably didn't even tell them. He probably made up a lie. Like why you know why all of a sudden he walked into the diner and just a she. Yeah, no, because all he did was he just asked for the spare key. Yeah. And then I they're like, he, what happened, George? It's like I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Nope. I reckon no one knows that it happened except her and him. That's yep. it. You know. No one would. Well, no. well, people would believe him and then laugh at him. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like most people are comfortable with the fact that they've made mistakes. George isn't, so I don't reckon he reported it to the cops, so she wouldn't have gotten caught. Probably not. No. Nah. So that's Scam Woman. Uh, I've got one more, and you've got a few uh, minor, even more minor characters. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wowee. Uh, well, I'll talk about... Her name's Woman with Elaine, mm -hmm. so that's what she's credited as. Uh, she's played by Rhoda Gemignani, and uh, she was in Ghostbusters, Who's the Boss, and more recently in the show Episodes as okay. Mrs. LeBlanc. I don't know that. Show. I think it's uh, I think Matt LeBlanc stars in it. I think okay. he plays himself, like mm. a fictional version of him. Right. Yeah. So okay. I think it must be his mother or something. Okay. Matt Matt LeBlanc will always just be Joey. Hey, how you doing? How you yeah. doing? Um, I think with the woman, the woman with Elaine was called the woman. Yep. Uh, she's lived in NYC for all of her life, and uh, she appears to have an older mindset. Mm. You know, she believes in the marriage, the family. You know, even when. You know, Elaine says she's going to a wedding before she mentions it's a lesbian wedding. She goes, "Oh, people still get married these days." Yeah, because you know, with monogamous, you know, with polyamorous relationships or yeah, being single, yeah, yeah. you know, with, there's a whole variety. You know, divorcees, single, yeah. being separated. Yeah, there's a whole variety. There's of, a wider spectrum of, of family status situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know, for her back then, people would get married and have children. Yep. You know, husband and wife. Yeah, I think she's just got. I don't think she's intolerant. I just think she's ignorant. I think she's, she's got a pretty yes. like heteronormative worldview yep. you know like man woman children nuclear family yeah which is you know that's a fine thing yeah um yeah and i just don't i think i found her to be very sort of sheltered very sheltered not yes. not not hateful yep. or ignorant or intolerant just not aware of you know what what's going on outside her little world maybe. she's yeah she's probably married she's probably has adult children who grew yeah. up and moved to home you yep. know they're they're probably close to retirement her and her husband you know, yeah. maybe a few years off and they'll retire, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, when Elaine describes the fact, no, no, I'm going to a lesbian wedding, there's no man, you know, it's two women, I'm the best She doesn't man. understand. Yeah, she doesn't respond in a in an intolerant... She, You know, she doesn't seem offended by it, she's just confused because that's that, that challenges her, you know, her idea of what the world is, her and, little world. And I love the line where she turns to that guy as yeah. soon as... Um, she's been talking to Elaine for 35 years and first she, person I talked to is the, the best, best man, man at a lesbian, lesbian wedding. wedding yeah it's so good that's, that's a fantastic line yeah I love that such, line it's such disbelief yeah that yeah. was so good now I'm of the opinion that she I think she appears to be understanding of changing social norms yeah but I just think she just clings to the value of the past yeah the values of the past yeah 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 I, yeah. Think, it's, I think that's what it is yeah she doesn't want to like she knows what's happening but she doesn't want to roll with it okay you know Right, she's ignorant. Yeah, I, but I don't think it's an intentional ignorance. I think it just it just came across of like, 
just lack of exposure. You know, you sort of have to be exposed to something to be aware of it and start to accept it, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But, you know, her little world, her little social circle or whatever she does with her life, it's just not part of it. She no. might hear about it on the news or, you know, third-hand or second-hand information, but it's not something that she comes in direct contact with. No, no. So it's a bit, a bit sort of not challenging, but just, you know, it takes her a little while to wrap her head around it. Like, oh, wow, this is actually happening. Yeah. yeah, but I'm sure she's lovely. Um, yeah, she seems all right. Yeah, for some reason, I thought, I don't know, it just popped into my head. Maybe it was her accent. Um, I thought she was an ex-mob wife. Ex-mob wife? Yeah, <laughs> like the, the ex-wife of a mobster. Well, I think the actress has an Italian surname. Yeah. She must be Italian. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm stereotyping. I don't know, but... I think you are. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so what other minor characters, like m- even more minor? Yeah, okay. So I won't go in any particular order. Um, first guy is the Hare Krishna guy. I reckon he's just a joke. Oh, Hare Krishna! Hare Krishna! Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare. How would you like a Hare Krishna? What does he say? In your throat? Or yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, that puts him in his place. Yeah. Yep, I just said he was a smart ass. Um, <laughs> the two horse guys, the two gambling guys that, oh, yeah. that Kramer over here. Oh, loves the slap. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. Mother, his mother was a mother. His father was a mother. Yeah. I reckon they're like the, the, the nude guy with baseball, the massive gamblers and massive horse. You know, yeah. they know everything about horse Definitely. racing. Yeah. Um, you know, because they weren't just talking about odds and like horse racing stuff. They were talking about they like the really technical, really deep stuff. And do you think they have connections in the racing industry? Probably. They yeah, probably know probably people. They know trainers or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. they seem to have some pretty big inside knowledge that mm. wouldn't be publicly available, I think. Yeah. Oh, actually, he says he gets a hot tip from someone yeah. in the industry. So, there you go. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. Yep. Um, the guy that Jerry sleeps on, that he falls asleep on. He's oh, just, yeah. You know, that's, I've been on public transport and someone's fallen asleep on me. It's very annoying. Like, you know, you're tired, fine. I'm not going to yeah. be, be a jerk, but, you know, it can be mildly annoying. <laughs> um, who else have I got? Shit. Okay. There's so, so many. There were so many characters, yeah, but they're yeah, all so yeah. minor. <clears throat> I, grouped, I grouped a bunch of them as Kramer's rivals. So... Which one were the rivals? So, not rivals, but he has little tiny, like, mini competitions with them. Oh, the guy one, with the newspaper. The guy with the, the newspaper. Guy. The The, the seeding guy. Yeah. Um, and also the criminal, obviously. That's oh, the his, thumb. That's his main. I felt like it was like he was playing a video game. And the seeding guy and the newspaper guy were, like, mini bosses. <laughs> the and the criminal, was the like said, boss. was the main boss. That's how it felt like, because it kind of built up in, like, tension. Yeah, and the blind violinist is like a power-up. Yeah, exactly. That was the secret power to defeat the boss. Defeat you know? the boss, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and obviously, yeah. So <laughs> it's th- like a video game. That's yeah, a great, great theory. Yeah, it just came to mind. I was like, you know, yeah, kind of makes sense. Cause I, can imagine, I can imagine it's like an 8-bit game, you yeah. know, like Super Mario where Kramer's through the subway and yeah. you hear like the 8-bit like... Doo, 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 I can doo, imagine doo, doo, Kramer's hair like pixelated, like yeah. 8-bit pixelated. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. And he has to dodge like newspapers and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. thugs. And the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like, like um, you know, barcodes and like decimal... Pl- uh, decimal place numbers are being thrown at him so that has to jump over him and, <laughs> and like Donkey Kong he has to collect the letters to yeah, create Erica in each yeah. level to get like bonus <laughs> points it's like K-R-A-M <laughs> oh that's so good yeah um, who else have I got so the lesbians they're oh, well. you know they're, they're off screen characters but they're mentioned um, it was it, it was a bit confusing because you know it's only re- like relatively recently that that gay marriage became legal in in the US. So yeah. the fact that there was a lesbian wedding, I thought maybe it wasn't like an official wedding. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was just an unofficial, like a, like a civil ceremony. Maybe yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just something things. that came to mind. I'm mm. like, hang on, that wasn't legal. So yeah, it got me thinking. Maybe it was just like just a ceremonial or a um, symbolic or gestural marriage rather than like a legal one. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last two, um, the 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 violinist cop. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so he's he's under, undercover. I reckon he's like a lifer undercover guy. Like, oh, you know, yeah, he's always undercover as yeah. the vinyl, violinist. Yep, yep. Yep. And I was thinking, what would be like the worst, you know, the worst crime or whatever, or the worst situation he's had to deal with on the subway? I don't know. What? Maybe littering? Yeah. Putting feet up? Yeah. I don't think oh, he's it, probably seen a fight. Yeah, probably there'd probably be some, yeah, some violence or something. Yeah. I don't know. And um, he's an excellent violin player. So he is, must actually. have started as a child. Yeah. Maybe he was a musical prodigy. Yeah. You know, and they mm. thought, oh, you're great at violin, you can go undercover. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense he learnt it as a child. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like he, he's he's known it for a long time. Mm. Um and obviously the criminal that the I guess he's a mugger. I was calling the thug. Yeah, the thug. Um I reckon it because he looks like he was watching Kramer even before he won. If you watch the, that yeah. scene, he's sort of keeping an eye on like who's winning and who's yep. you know, who's losing. I reckon he's an opportunist who hangs out at like betting betting parlors to and betting people. agencies and people who win big, he he targets them. I think so. Kind of like the con woman in a way where like, you know, he's got he's got a he's got a like a modus operandi. 
you know down pat mm. and he just you know he relies on that and he just sort of repeats that you know he's not a he's not a risky criminal he knows where to go um you know um but yeah he he doesn't succeed in this in this case mm-hmm. and that's all i have yeah, there you go. That's the secondary characters from The Subway, Season 3, Episode 13. Yeah. So let's have a little break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about our top 10 secondary characters we've reviewed so far. Hmm. So you're with Ivan and Steven, and you're on But I Don't Want to, but I don't want to Be a... I'll say uh, that properly. Yep. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Stay with us. Yeah. So uh, they're a nice couple. Oh, very nice. Yeah. What does he do? You don't mind my asking. She. She. She, she works, he doesn't. He sounds like my son. <laughs> there is no he. There's no he. So, uh, who's getting married? Um, two women. It's a, a lesbian wedding. A lesbian wedding? Uh-huh, yep. Yep, I'm the, um, <laughs> the best man. My luck, I don't talk to a soul on the subway for 35 years. I get the best man at a lesbian wedding. Hey there, you're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And we're talking about The Subway, Season 3, Episode 13. And this is our 14th ever episode of this podcast. So, yeah, it's been really good. I'm Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we just gave you the secondary characters from the subway, and we're going to give you, each week we give you our top ten secondary characters that we've reviewed so far on the show. So you're probably thinking, hey, what's how come this character isn't in your top ten? What about this one? Well, we may not have reviewed them yet. Yeah. When we do eventually get to them, they'll probably jump in the top ten. Yeah, this so. is, like Ivan said, this list is only uh, characters we've talked about from and, episodes yep. we've covered. Exactly. And we're going to change, obviously the list is ever-changing, so yeah, it's already changed a couple of times for each of us already. Yes. Mine's actually stayed the same since last week, but you've okay. got a new entry. Yeah, so I'll go through mine pretty quickly. Go for it. Um, and and, and tell, yeah, tell us like why you picked this new one too. I will, yep. yeah. So uh, position nine has changed. It's just ah. a straight-up replacement. All right, cool. So, um, Coming in from the bench. Yeah. Number 10 is uh, Jillian from uh, our episode six, The Bizarre Jerry. Um, Man number, hands. Yeah. Yeah. So number nine is uh, from this episode, actually. Oh, and the, the train nudist. Oh, there you go. Okay. I, I the found, naked man. Yeah. I found his um, liberal, you know, sort of just behavior very, very refreshing. Very yeah. nice. I, it's very inspiring. And I reckon, know? yeah. And I reckon because he's the voice of Pumbaa, you probably like. Yeah. Yeah. That probably <laughs> added to it. I didn't think about that, but that certainly doesn't hurt. Nah. Yeah. Just the fact that he, I don't know, he's just like, fuck it. I don't care. You know, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Maybe didn't pick the best situation to, to do that yeah but you know i like people that are, you know they're just they're, they're happy to do what they want without you know hurting others so good yeah i found that very um very inspiring and very um endearing oh so. nice and he just seemed like a cool dude to hang out with you know like he goes to coney island yeah he knows a lot about mets you know which is fine yeah just good dude i'd love to go to a nude beach with him one yeah, day yeah, I, yeah, be cool. yeah. I reckon He'd be a good like gateway if you wanted to explore the naturalist community. Yeah. He'd be like a good introductory. You know, if like you want to get into like a new thing, you kind of need like a soft introduction mm. by someone who knows a lot about it. And yeah. Like introduce you to people. If I wanted to go to a nude beach, but I was a bit apprehensive, I'm like, oh, how? Do, like, what do I do? Like, how do I be nude at a nude beach? He'd be a good like stepping stone. <laughs> good. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Just don't step on him. Yeah. No. 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 Or anyone. Hurt. No. Yeah, never. Yeah. Um, number eight is Sid Fields cool. from episode two, The Old Man. Um, and when I say episode, that's our episodes, not of the show. That's right. Uh, George's parents are number seven from episode 10. What's the deal with the Seinfeld parents? Harold and Manny, um, they go together. Uh, episode eight, The Apartment. Susan Ross from our first What's the Deal with episode, which is episode five. The Smelly Valet and his BO from episode four, The Smelly Car. The Record Store Owner from episode two, again, The Old Man. Uh, the Street Toughs, Bob and Cedric from our very first episode, The Soup Nazi. And number one, again, Alton Bennis from our 10th episode, What's the Deal with the Seinfeld Parents. Very good. That's your top 10. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I lied. I have a new character for my top 10. What, just from the now? subway. No, no. Actually, I wrote the list down a couple of days ago. Okay. And I was like, I said to you just before, oh, no, it hasn't changed. Yeah. It's actually changed. Okay. My number nine got replaced too. Oh, wow. Straight up replacement? Straight up did... replacement. Okay. Yep. Yeah, crazy. So number 10, The Smelly Valet mm-hmm. and his B.O. Mm-hmm. from uh, The Smelly Car. Number nine, Woman with Elaine from okay. the subway. I think for her, like she was only in it for a couple of minutes, but I really liked her character. Okay. You know, I really think, you know, she's 
you know, she she's understanding of what's happening in the modern age, but she still clings to those values okay. of like the family and all that sort of thing. And mm. I don't know, I just she just seems like a very caring person. She's probably a great mother, great grandmother. Yeah, looks like I think she's raised her kids really well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's probably just carrying on in the last five ten years of her working career before before she retires. Okay, That's why she's on the subway. And uh, yeah, no, just her character was really good. And her her last line at the end: yep. "I haven't talked to anyone for thirty five years, and I get a best man at a lesbian wedding." Yeah, That's, it's kind of a rhetorical line, but it's yeah, it's really. Yeah. Funny. And I love it when she when she goes, "What's ironic?" And yeah, then a lady yeah. explains the irony of yeah. men not letting women sit down, and then she's like, "No, I actually don't know what ironic." Is. <laughs> it's like, yeah. "Oh, fabulous!" Yeah, I, yeah so it's, good. It's I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it, but you know, now that you're talking about it, her sort of honesty is very endearing. Like yeah, most people, if they don't know the definition of a word, they'll try and pretend to get it just yeah. to save face. But she's like, "No, no, I just don't know <laughs> what ironic." I just don't know. And what she, does, she doesn't even like yeah. have any any inclination to pretend. She's just like, "No, I don't know what it means." Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. So she's debuted in my top 10 at number nine. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Uh, number eight, Harold and Manny from The Apartment. Uh, number seven, Helena from The Trip, part one. Oh, actually, she's in part one, not in part two. Um, yeah, Helena. Kramer. Kramer. I have many suitors. I have many suitors. Number six, Sid Fields from The Old Man. Number five, Bob and Cedric from The Soup Nazi and other episodes. Uh, number four, Bookman from The Library. Number three, The Soup Nazi from The Soup... Uh, <coughs> excuse me, The Soup Nazi. Uh, number two, Susan Ross. What's the deal with Susan? That was episode five. And my number one, which I don't think anyone is going to knock this guy off until the very end, Frank Costanza, episode mm. 10. What's the deal with the Seinfeld parents? Mm. That's my top 10. Yep. Isn't that and funny how our number nines were replaced? Yeah, weird coincidence. Weird. Yeah, yeah. and you almost forgot about yours. I, no, because I, I looked at the list again when we were recording, like when we came back. Yep. And I was like, oh, shit. No, okay. my, mine has changed. Whoops. Awesome. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much it for this week. That's it for the subway. That's right. We spoke about that episode three or season three, episode 13. And uh, next week is our What's the Deal with special. Every fifth episode, we don't do an episode, but rather we talk about one secondary character who's prominent and uh, who are we going to talk about next week? We're talking about George's nemesis, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun. And we might have a little surprise coming up next week as well. We won't mention anything. But, yeah, uh, so um, yeah, keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out. we got something special in this episode and we don't want to reveal too much at yeah. the moment. So uh, yeah, listen next week and listen to any other episode of ours and uh, catch up. Yeah, and get in touch with us via social media. Our handle's at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, we also have a website, bidwabask.com. And you can shoot us an email, bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have any feedback, anything at all, just let us know. And uh, lastly, it would be awesome if you'd be so kind enough to rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, please. Yeah, Any rating or review would be fantastic, and we take any feedback that you give us, negative yeah. or positive. Ideally positive, but if you want to let us know we suck, that's fine. That's fine. That's cool with us. We'll just say that you suck. Yeah, we'll just reply back saying, yeah. fuck you, man. No, we won't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we'll see you next week for Lloyd Braun. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.